This is Friend of the Family, created by C. Paris and is a strange and unusual production. Please visit our website at strangeandunusual.com. That's S-T-R-A-N-G-E-N-U-N-U-S-U-A-L.com. Thank you. Good afternoon, dear listeners, and welcome to the next thrilling episode of Friend of the Family, the show that will leave you breathless with tales of daring do of monstrous horror as we follow the lives of Alice and Asmodeus, the hunter and the vampire, destined to pursue all supernatural beings who would harm innocent humans. Today, we open on the two of them in the family attic as they sort through various odds and ends of memorabilia and occult artifacts. Daring do, eh? I'm certain the action will pick up momentarily. Oh, I would not count on it. What are you mumbling about? Just how my infinite talents are being wasted going through these piles of trash. There are just so much more productive things I could be doing. Like waitresses. Oh, can it? If I have to be here, I'll make damn sure you have to be here, too. Uncle Lawrence, remind me why I have to be here? Because we need to sort through all the artifacts to see what we might be able to sell on eBay without arming the general public. And this has to do with my role as the hunter how? Alice, since you've become the hunter, costs have increased dramatically. You've cost the family 225000 this year. It's an expensive business. Sorry if saving lives isn't cost-effective. That's more than Henry's last three years. Oh. Did you adjust for inflation? Before Lawrence could respond, there was a gentle tap on the door leading up to the attic. As the hatch slowly opens, Marjorie Belford emerges from the depths below. Don't mind me, darlings. I just came to check on everyone and bring in some refreshments. Alice, I have some grilled cheese sandwiches and lemonade for you and Lawrence. Awesome. Asmodeus, dear, I have a fresh thermos of A-positive for you. Marjorie, you have never looked lovelier, if I may. Mmm, you minx. You put a little of yourself in here. I would recognize that taste anywhere. You know I put a little of myself in everything I cook. Alice, my angel, you aren't eating. I'm not very hungry. So, how is everything going? Slow. Very slow. It would go a great deal faster without the complaining. No worries, I can multitask. What about this thing? The young hunter holds up a small figurine of a woman dancing. Her hands raised in the air above her head in an arch, her hair streaming behind her. The statue's face wears an expression of pure euphoria. Oh, wasn't that one of the artifacts you and Henry got from that ecstasy cult a long while back? Ah, yes, I believe the item is enchanted to cause feverish dancing even unto death. They were a fun group. Death? So, this is a no, then? Asmodeus, how difficult is the enchantment to activate? I believe there was a key phrase or something. I cannot recall what it would be, though. It's probably fine, then. Alice, put it in the maybe pile. Okay. And what about this? This time, the hunter held up a small string of beads. The strand was a light aqua blue in color, and the bees were about the size of gumballs. Alice stared at the string curiously. 
wondering what they were, not knowing that they were... Oh, God. Ha! Alice, darling, you're going to want to put those down. What? Why? Mother, what are those doing here? Well, I'm sure I don't know. They're clean, anyway. Wait, what is it? Is it dangerous? Only to your fragile psyche. Asmodeus, leave it alone. Some things are better to discover yourself. Alice, give those to me and remind me to give you a talk later. Quickly moving on, Alice, Asmodeus, and Lawrence continue to sort through the various boxes in the attic. Marjorie Belford stayed, ostensibly to help, but mostly just to weigh in on her opinions as to what was worth selling. The afternoon was passing. Slowly. Asmodeus then picks up a strange object, oblong and covered in jewels. It was about the size of a bread box. No one knows how big a bread box is now. Even I find the comparison dated. What's a bread box? My point. I'd say that this is about the size of a loaf of bread, which is still a thing. That's about the size of it, but what is it? Not a clue. I do not remember this one. Nor I. Lawrence, sweetheart, anything written about such a thing in the annals? Not that I recall, but look at those jewels. Those alone must be worth a fortune. But if we don't know what it is, then we can't just sell it. Asmodeus, pass that over here and let me examine it. Lawrence pulls out a jeweler's loop to examine the relic more closely. Those are definitely real. If nothing else, we can pry them off this object and sell them separately. I'm surprised you have not cannibalized it already. I didn't know it was here. See, Alice, this is where spring cleaning does some good. It's not spring. And I still think if we don't know what it is, we shouldn't mess with it. Asmodeus, are you detecting any magical energies from this? Nope. Well, there you go. Lawrence took a nearby pair of scissors and started to pry the gems from the antiquity. As the blade touched a ruby, the gem was pressed into the object, which began to glow brightly. Oh, there it goes. Everyone in the room glared at him, but it was too late. The artifact rose from Lawrence's hand, glowing brighter and brighter. All present had to shield their eyes from its light. A hum began to fill the room. Suddenly there was a bright flash. And then it was all over, the object dropping to the floor to mat. Wait, what? What the devil is going on? What on earth happened? Mina, is that you? I fear I have made a mistake. Where am I? Wait, everybody, calm down. Something happened and we have to figure out what. Something happened. Well, aren't you clever? Ah! 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 Why are you screaming? That's my body. Asmodeus, what did you do? And, and why is there another voice screaming in my head? I don't know. Everybody was screaming, so I did too. This place is strange. What? Oh, I need to read this? Okay. <clears throat> Alice looked in front of her to see her body glaring at her furiously. She was very confused as to what was going on, not helped by the strange new voice in her head. Confused is putting it lightly. Wait, I kind of sound like... Me, yes. Let me spell it out for you. We have switched bodies. You get to spend time in my wondrous physical form while I am currently condemned in your wretched body. Thanks to Lawrence here. I am not Lawrence. It would seem the spell has affected everyone. Okay, so right now I'm Asmodeus. He's me. 
I guess Uncle Lawrence is Graham's, and that would make Graham's Uncle Lawrence? That would be correct. Okay, I follow that, kinda. But what's with the voice in my head? I can explain that. Oh, is it my turn again? The figure of Mina appear from behind the boxes where I, I mean, she, I guess, was hiding. You see, thanks to that artifact, all of us are no longer in our original forms. What I am is actually immaterial. But suffice to say, I am a being that traditionally can only be heard by the supernatural, which you can now hear thanks to being in Asmodeus's body. It would appear that your sister is in my stead. Wait, so where is Mina? I think I'm in space. More to the point, how do we fix this? I am not spending the rest of my life, however blessedly brief it may be in this body, as this disgusting teenage girl. Hey, it's no fun being you either. Yes, it must be so horrible being stronger, faster, and more handsome than anyone else. Yeah, right. I... wait. Why do I sound like this? Because you are me. We have been over this. You really are unbelievably dull. Shut up! I mean, your voice is usually deeper, isn't it? Wait, you lower your voice to sound cooler? It sounds entirely in character. Shut up. Oh god, I am transforming into her. Everyone calm down. There's no need to get excited. I'm sure this will all be resolved soon. Now let's all take deep breaths, wait here a moment, and I will return shortly. Where are you going? Just a quick trip to the powder room, darling. I think you had a bit too much lemonade. Mother, no! Lawrence, dear, I've changed your diapers. It's nothing I haven't seen before. I assure you it's changed in the 70-plus years. Shit, Asmodeus, don't you get any ideas about peeking? I don't want to see that. I never want to see that. Ooh, more paper. The vampire in a different body turned towards Grams. Marjorie. Never fear. I will come up with something to return us to our rightful forms, and then we can put this all behind us. This is Lawrence, remember? Right. Marjorie, I cannot talk to you like this. Presumably, the curse is connected to the artifact Lawrence was handling before. Were I fulfilling my normal role, I could perhaps learn how to reverse the effect. Alice, if you could, possibly... I'm still trying to adjust to who you are on top of all this body-swapping stuff. Wait, Asmodeus, is this who you're talking to all the time? Yes, pretentious, isn't he? <coughs> if you could possibly ask your sister if she has any information on how to reverse this. All right. Hey, Mina, can you tell us how to reverse the spell? Mm. But I found an organ. Well, what does she say? I don't think she knows. She got distracted by an organ. She's touching my organ? Tell her to leave that alone! <laughs> organ. Asmodeus, please, now is not the time for childish sniggering. Lawrence, what was the last thing you did with the object before all of this happened? I was just trying to remove the gemstones from the base of the item. When I did so, the stone sank in like a button. Perhaps if we pressed it again, this would all go back to normal? That makes sense. Mina, will that work? Maybe. Might be the best shot we have. So, where is it? Pardon? The antiquity. Give it to Asmodeus. Oh, dear. I mean Alice, so she can examine it. It doesn't appear to be here. What? what? Uh-oh. Everybody looked around, and sure enough, the weird object thingy was nowhere to be found. 
They looked all over, but it was like it disappeared, like whoosh! I'm getting pretty good at this. Well, this is just peachy. It has to be here somewhere. Asmodeus, can you tell me how to use your vampire senses to track it? That's a thing, right? Oh my god, I swear this is the last time you fucking shrug at me! Alice, who looked like Mr. Asmodeus, moved super fast and moved to punch Mr. Asmodeus, who looks like Alice in the arm. But she couldn't, and her hand stopped midair. Damn it, why can't I... Wait, you can't. I'm the Belford now. Mr. Asmodeus realized something. I am technically human. No mystical forces holding me. Now, Asmodeus. I could walk out of this house, never to return. Don't you dare, I'll stop you. How? I command you to hold still and let me pass. Uh-oh, this could be bad. Alice can't move at all, and what is Mr. Asmodeus doing? Asmodeus, that's quite enough. I'm terribly sorry, Marjorie. You've been fun, but I have a shot at freedom. We're not compelled by anything. We can still stop you. That's cute and all, but as pathetic as she is, Alice has been training this body. I think she can handle two geriatrics. You forgot about me, vampire! And with that, I, I, I mean the other guy who looks like me, tackled Mr. Asmodeus to the ground, hugging his knees tightly. But it's really Alice's knees? Okay, my brain hurts and this isn't fun anymore. Get off me, you cretin! Never! I will stop you for this last thing I do. Do you have any idea how long I've been forced to watch as you commit heinous acts while I could do nothing? So not this time, vampire. Even onto my dying breath, I will stop you. I like this guy. Take him down, even if you have to hurt me. You know, even Alice can take on a seven-year-old. But you discounted the geriatrics too soon. And then Uncle Lawrence, who had reached into the maybe box, took the dancing lady statue and hit Mr. Asmodeus in the head. Or, or would have, if Alice hadn't stopped him. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I have to. Don't worry, Alice, dear, we'll try plan B. Which was Graham's and Uncle Lawrence dogpiling him instead. Lawrence shoved Graham's scarf in his mouth to prevent Mr. Asmodeus from giving more orders. <laughs> See, the problem is you've never trained. I had to work hard to learn all my skills, and you don't know any of my techniques. Without your vampire powers, you're not much of a fighter at all. <laughs> Just when everybody was trying to decide what to do about Mr. Asmodeus, a soft humming noise filled the room. Everybody was super surprised to see the weird object thingy floating in the middle of the room again. The artifact! It must have had a time-limited effect! Soon we will all be back to normal! One can only hope. Alice, if I never get the chance to interact with you again, I just want you to know that I have always been on your side. When I return to my place, I will be doing as I have always done, hating Asmodeus with the same intensity as you. Thanks, magical voice person. And then the thingy began to glow again, even brighter than it had before, Brighter and brighter until... Suddenly it disappeared. Oh, hey, I'm me again. I'm me too. Oh, can everyone get off of me? Yes, of course. Sorry, Alice, darling. It's fine, given circumstances. Too bad about your escape, Asmodeus. 
I was not actually going to do it. Being free but in your body really isn't worth it. The vampire, undoubtedly experiencing sour grapes. But the one thing I will miss is not having you in my head. Oh, that guy? What's he saying? That he sees all and watches you constantly, even when you're in the bathroom. Especially in the bathroom. I I never. I would never. You're lying. But you will never know for sure, will you? Shut up. Now, what to do with this relic? Lawrence, what do you think? I think I'm going to toss it in the landfill after encasing it in cement. After I use the facilities. I do really need to go. And so we close on another tale. One of magic and confusion. After this one, folks, it may take us a while to recover and get back to normal. We hope that you've enjoyed this season, and we look forward to sharing more of Alice and Asmodeus's adventures. At least with this adventure, there were no lasting effects. Well, probably, probably no, no lasting, lasting effects. effects. No, no major, major ones, ones anyway. anyway. Tune, Tune in next time for more thrilling adventures here on Friend of the Family. This is Friend of the Family, created by C. Paris and is a strange and unusual production. Please visit our website at strangeandunusual.com. That's S-T-R-A-N-G-E-N-U-N-U-S-U-A-L.com. Thank you. Season one is over. Woo! Thank you for listening to season one. We look forward to performing season two, which will happen after a brief hiatus as soon as Asmodeus' restraining order is lifted. Please like, subscribe, and keep us in your podcast feed, where we'll be posting goodies between seasons. But, woo! Season one! Season one! Season one! Season one! Season one! Season one!